Oh, how's it going? Oh, hi there. Funny you should be here on a Sunday, on an Easter Sunday afternoon. On this Lord's Day of the Lordiest Days. Speaking of Lord, speaking of Jesus, your boys are back. It's me, Mark, and big baby Drew himself, Drew Nasty. Drudus. Oh, it's uh, We Used to Be Cool, another episode you didn't ask for. Yes. This is season two. I'm going to go ahead and do it season two because we did 12, we did one year of episodes already. I like that. So I like that. Season, season two. two. The Drewing. Drew Harder. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's a Sunday, April 4th. It's Easter. Second Easter in a rapidly erasing <sighs> lockdown. I mean, it might as well say we're not locked down at all anymore, basically. Technically, we're not. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of San Antonio people are getting back to living. But, um, hey, our positivity rate is like the lowest ever. You know what? Or it was, I don't know. They, today, I think, is the first day where the news, I, I, I've been putting it for a whole year, I've been getting, I get alerts from Channel 5 and from Channel 12. About what? About every every day at six o'clock they give the COVID, and today I don't think they did it. Do they do that on Sundays? They do it every day. But there's no six o'clock news. Did they not do it on Sundays? Well, but they would still come out at five. They would still do it. It was still the brief. It was still the briefing. They used to do it every single day. Oh, okay. And they haven't done it today. They every day they say there's there's like a hundred something new cases and so, so many deaths. They used to do that. I think this is the first day they hasn't done it. That's weird. Yeah, I mean I see it. I see it every day, on Monday through Friday. I watch the news. Yeah, I get the alerts. Which, fuck, dude, the news is depressing. Why? I, I never wanted to pay attention to the news, <laughs> but now, like, I have to. Why do you have to now? To, to know things, like to understand the, the distribution of vaccines to, to understand what the vaccines are, to know who these people are that are running for office. Um, yeah, that's that's it. So... Because before, I never cared. I never watched the news. So for a long time now, I mean, I get my news from the internet. I get an amalgamation of all these different news sources. True. And true. unfortunately, like regular TV news and even newspapers way even worse they just can't keep up so everything i see oh, if yeah. i were to watch the news i've already i already knew i've already read about every i've already read about it and i've been alerted about all everything that they've already talked about <laughs> there's a i think it's channel five yeah it's channel five uh channel four sorry w-o-a-i yes which if y'all need us to advertise for you w-o-a-i just reach out what do you know now they're the uh, w-o-a-i is and k-a-b-b are both both owned by the same people that's where my brother works they're both owned by the same well company. Uh, w-o-a-i uh bob uh, the guy that does the sports what uh, was it before uh, w-o-a-i because w-o-a-i was the radio station k-m-o-l k-m-o-l and, and, but in the very beginning it was w and they went back to w-o-a-i right. um the guy the sports guy on the news at i think at six o'clock he does this thing where he like he finds videos viral videos that are you know, wholesome and funny and plays them. 
But like, if you if you're on Instagram the way I guess I am, I'm like, bro, that was three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, like, get it together. Between Bob. me and you, it's like it's very hard. Between me and you, it's very hard to find but, a meme that we have not already seen. I mean, even even my my cousins, they're not. They don't. They they say they don't like Instagram and they're never they don't post anything. I never really see them do anything. But then, they're all about Reddit. So they're like. If I send them something, they're like, dude, that was on Reddit like a week ago. <laughs> okay. Yes, Reddit are the... Uh, Reddit are the... The tastemakers. They're the meme snobs. Yeah, that's why I don't... Get they don't call that. it the front page of the internet for nothing, Drew. Uh, I will not... I will not... I will not watch... I will not get on Reddit. It's a. It's a. You think YouTube is a rabbit hole? You'll you get Reddit, and next thing you know, it's four o'clock in the morning, and you've gone through. You've clicked every single page. That that's kind of why I don't want to get on it. <clears throat> because the coolest thing, because anything that you like, any niche, there's a niche upon it. There's a. You can find a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche. <laughs> it's on the nichiest of niches. It's like it's meta niche you can find on there. You know what it's I mean? It's meta niche. Yeah, because you could find like let's say. You can find there's a because they're all called subreddit, so everything they have starts with an R. So it's R slash, for right, example, Lost right. Boys. But then you'll find R slash Lost Boys of just Kiefer Sutherland's uh, Kiefer Sutherland's character, or just Jamie Gertz's oh. character, or just uh, what's his name's character. He played the Phantom. That's not him, right? Who? Who plays the Who plays the older brother? On what? On Lost Boys. Uh, Jason Patrick. Right. It was he, he was it wasn't he didn't play the Phantom it was Billy Zane who played the Phantom remember that movie Phantom Is oh from the old comics yes it was, that was yeah. for a while in That's the right. ni- for a while in the nineties they wanted to do like nineteen twenties comics there was the Phantom there was this was Alec Baldwin in the but spirit. that was that was like when we when <clears throat> the, us kids in the eighties still had those comics Dick Tracy those comics in the newspapers that were yeah from like the fifties right. and sixties it was like Brenda K Star and the Phantom. Right. And then they started getting funny, like Grim, Grim the Dog. Grim the Dog. It was like Yellow Dog. Um, Mother Goose was Mother Goose and Grim. Oh yes, Mother Goose and Grim. And then like uh, Dilbert and things like that. Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, like the comics started getting a little more smarter instead of just like right with Calvin and Hobbes comics, like and then old school again. comics. So yeah, so you'll have that, and then you, you know, you, then you'll have a subreddit for the just for the saxophone player that was in Lost Boys in that one scene. Yeah, I've, I've had people try and refer me to Reddit, and they're like, "If you look at this thread, the subreddit thread," and I'm like, "I don't even care. Like, just tell, show me what you want to show me. Like, I'm not gonna go look it up." The and the, the the nice part about it is you can follow all those subreddits, and then you can have a there's a popular feed of all the most popular subreddits. And then you'll have a news, and then you'll have one with just Mark, just your Reddit. I grow weary. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, the one thing I like on there the most, the one that, that I get the most out of is our listen to this. That's where I listen. That's where I get a lot of music I've never heard before. Oh, cool. Hey, you know what? Uh, off topic. I'm going to discuss it while it's in my head because you know the That's way fine. you know the way my brain works right now. Uh, I was like looking at at um. Elon Musk was telling people to move to Starbase, Texas, um, close to McAllen, because he he wants people to go work in that Starbase. And I was like, Dude, what, it's this actual Starbase? That's gonna be the name of the city. 
So he he bought land and he's turning it into a city. Yeah, it's gonna be the the spaceships going to Mars and oh, shit. Oh, kind of like Houston is for NASA, Houston and Cape Canaveral. Yeah, he, well, he's got one in Austin already. That's why he moved to Texas. And what is he? What are they? What are people gonna be doing there? I looked up the jobs. I look. Shit, I'll take an entry level job. <laughs> but then you have to move to the valley. Ayo. I mean, I think with Amazon and shit, there's a Best Buy down there. I know that. Uh, Best Buy is in no way near what it used to be. Well, I know, but um, there's there's got to be a Target down there. Tar- Target, yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff down there. I mean, there's like certain stores that I just need. HEB's down there, I know for sure. Target's down there, which I'm good with. Um, Best Buy, I don't really go into, but sometimes I may buy stuff and pick it up. But, I mean, Amazon's got to be down there, so. Well, I mean, they'll deliver down there, of course. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm not going anywhere right now. This past year taught me how to... This actually, this past year has ingrained curbside into my way of life, and pickup and mail order. Like I never, I didn't like to buy stuff mail order before. I wanted to go in and feel it and touch it and see it and play with it or whatever, it, depending on what it was. And then with food now, I'm like, oh, I want this. Let me just go through the app real quick because I get, I get credit for it and they give me free food or whatever. How much food do you order on there that you get free food? See, already, I mean, well, it's I mean, already like, too expensive again for me because no, no, no. But I don't use I don't use the um, like Grubhub the businesses. I use the actual company, whatever restaurant I'm going to. I actually, use their app. Like I use McAllister's like crazy, and they deliver. No, I go pick it up. Oh, you order it? Okay, yeah, okay. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like, um, like uh, Payway has one, and uh, them Whataburger. Payway has one. Pizza Hut. Yeah, pizza will give you the points. I've got a couple yeah. of... I've gotten a few. Actually, I I ordered pizza so much last year during the quarantine, I got two free pizzas, and I was like, this is insane. I've never gotten this many points. Two large pizzas. Yeah, this other, these other things are already too expensive. Like, uh, when, when we were deep in quarantine, the Little Caesars for my kids, I mean, we used that nonstop, and it was... Dude, it was... Sometimes I felt bad. Like, I would give them a $5 tip because it was like 17 bucks. Now... Every time I order uh, it, for like two pizzas there, for for what it would cost me to walk in there for for like it would cost me like seven maybe maybe fifteen dollars to walk in there and get it, and now winds up being almost thirty dollars for them to deliver it. Damn. Yeah, and I'm like, they're like additional I mean, tip. I'm like, well, why is this other money? Where's this other money going? I don't I don't really I don't have anybody to deliver it because that I'm like, well, I'm just I can just drive down there and pick it up. Um. <laughs> Real quick, uh, Whataburger people—they take it out to your car. Uh-huh. You park in a slot, and then you go to the app, and you tell you tell the app what slot you're in, and they bring they bring it. And I had done it. I had done like four orders since um, December. What Whataburger do you go to on Broadway? No, by Sack. Oh, the, yeah. it's kind of like they built it just by the drive-in beer place. Yeah. No, on Cypress across from the Exxon, right? Right. Um, uh, and I asked, I was questioning, like, do I need to tip these people because they're bringing it to my car? So I asked this young girl. She brought it, and I was like, hey, can I ask you a question, like, serious question? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, do I need to tip you guys? And I already had $3 out. And she goes, no, uh, we're not supposed to accept tips because, you know, we get paid a decent hourly wage. And she's like, but I'll take it. And she oh grabbed it God. and ran off. And I was like, <laughs> bitch. Here's a tip. Be yeah. quicker, old man. You know what's, you know what's weird 
um, I'll, I'll use Bill Miller's as an example because I live equidistance. I wonder if I use that word right. I don't care. To the Bill Miller's by Sack, right? To the Bill Miller's by Sack and the Bill Miller's on Broadway. But Bill Miller's on. Where's your Bill Miller's on Broadway? Across from the Carter Word. Oh, you're in you're in the bougie area there. Um, That's equal distance. That's not equal distance, Andrew. I mean, they're pretty much straight shots. No, yeah, it is. Okay, then the Waterburgers. Yeah, the tachometer. The Waterburgers, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Either one, Waterburger or okay. So the Bill Miller or Waterburger in particular, the Waterburger by Sack. There's a fucking line like forever, all the time. Because that's the only oh. Yeah, because that's really the only Whataburger for a for a weight for a whole. Well, I mean, what's and their food is great. Like it's not overcooked. Well, that's probably why too. It's hot. It's great. It's nothing's overdone. Nothing's burned. Nothing. Like their quality. Whoever does quality there is great. However, the one on Broadway, there's never a line, and their food sucks. Bill Miller's, Bill Miller's on Broadway. They're they are so friendly and they get my order right all the time. Yeah, but on Broadway, yeah, yeah, because they're all about a bunch of rich people. But they're they're chintzy with their shit. Like, they're I'm like, this is the salad, and they're like, each salad only has twelve pieces of lettuce. And <laughs> I mean, they didn't say that, but <laughs> yeah, because that way, because they know then, people around there are rich, they're like, they're, and then they'll be like, well, give me four salads then. If I go to the one on on San Pedro by Sac. They're just like salad on salad. They're like, hear me, ho, you look skinny today. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'll take the three piece strips. <laughs> and I'm all, there's nine pieces of fucking chicken in here. <laughs> that's not a strip. That's but a- the, the trade off is they always fuck up your order. They're like, I'm like, dude, I wanted gravy and I didn't get any fucking gravy at all. Or I'm like, I wanted unsweet tea and you gave me sweet tea. I will not leave the, I'll, I'll make everybody wait in the drive thru to make sure all my shit's there correct before I leave. I need to start doing that. It's like, dude, I was like, look at me. You had one job. Yeah, I need to reenact uh, or Joe Pesci. re-energize my Karen, inner Karen. Inner Karen. But yes, I guess everything, whether we like it or not, everything's getting back to normal. I, um, saw, I saw a friends, a friends of mine were going back. To, they were in the movie theaters like this weekend. Yep, I saw somebody and he wasn't where I saw somebody work with and he wasn't wearing a mask took a picture in the movies and not wearing a mask yeah I mean look I love I'll movies just, I'll just say that they were, I saw friends there I won't say good or bad I don't, I don't care I love movies but I, I movie it's like I am not that's a that's a, oh good the time where I went to the movies all the time is long gone there was a time when we were younger like I was always in the fucking movie but to me there are not good enough movies to see at the movie for me to go to the movies. Uh, I don't know about that, but like, there's it's been a very long time since I've been. Oh man, I can't wait for that movie to come out. But um, with another thing, with the quarantine, now I'm used to watching shit at home. Oh yeah, my TV's huge, and I'm like, dude, I can make us make something to eat. I can have drinks. I didn't spend that much money. However, I do since the quarantine too. I do like. Uh, drive-ins. Yes. Like, let me bring an ice chest and some chairs and. Yes, because I think I think it's gonna stay if they if they don't keep it they're stupid. Disney right now is the only one that's really making move, money on it because, and it's not even like it's not gonna come. 
what they're doing, what Disney does is, okay. Premium. Yes. But it's a one-time charge, and you, instead of having to wait for the four months later, right. you get it right now for a one-time charge. And it's not like you rent it for 48 hours. Like, it's on. But, I mean, it's 30 bucks. but think about it. If I, were, if, I, if I take my kids to the movies, it's $30 just for us to get into the movie. Right. And then it's probably like another $50 to get them whatever they want. Right. I mean. So it's worth it. <clears throat> I have a cousin. She works for Hulu. Uh, so I get everything from her for free. What do you mean? Disney Plus, Hulu, everything on Hulu. Oh, yeah. And then the Disney Plus, I was like, but Do you have the commercials on Hulu? No. Good. Hers is all like premium, whatever. Uh, but then she gave me Disney Plus, and I was like, Oh, can I watch what movie was? Oh, that movie Raya. Right, but you have to pay it 30? And I was like, It's premium. What the fuck does that mean? And I hit it and started playing it fine. And I, I messaged her, and I was like, I think I just charged 30 bucks to you. No, card. like, you're, it'll, it'll ask you for like, your card. Oh, she was like, no, no, no. She goes, I have everything on there because okay. I work for the company. And I was like, Oh, that's right, cool. Nope. Yeah, no, like, when you play, because I, I had it done it before, and they wanted to see Raya. And um, I was like, how does this? I, go, how, I thought it was just going to charge me. No, right away it asked for your credit card information. It charged uh, okay, you. okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's like Kong. Like Kong. Um, yeah. The guy, you, I went to put gas. The guy's like, um. Wait, it's like Kong. What do you mean? Like Kong, like it came out on like, but Kong, it's on HBO for free because I pay for HBO. Um, but people are like, like the guy at the gas station. He goes, "Oh, I want to go see it at the movies." He was telling me, "Yeah, I took my kids to see it at the movies." I'm like, man, I've already watched it nine times on HBO. Why oh, would I yeah. go pay the movie? Yeah, I mean that. Um, uh, HBO Max is good. I mean, I pay for HBO on my regular TV. <laughs> But I have to go get the HBO Max app to see those Because there's no more HBO Plus, right? Yeah, and I'm like, this is dumb. Like, Just show it to me. on Give it, me, give it to me as an option on my TV because I already pay for it. But I had to go. Uh, that's why I had to go get a Roku to get all those apps. So I'm like, all right, I guess. Do you get a discount for the TV or you're paying like $150 for your TV service? I pay $140. Jesus Christ. But it's everything. All the movie channels too, yeah, and high def, dude. I was paying, yeah, and I'm, I mean, I, I don't know, like I, lately I've been really good at calling them and giving them shit, like. But think about it. How many channels do you you you've been watching that ad that uh, I don't, FX I don't Plus, watch right? And that's what my whole deal was. I'm like, look, I, I would call them. I go, my bill's two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, how much is my internet? Forty dollars. I was like, so you're charging me. Two hundred dollars for my TV when I I don't even watch it. I'm like, just turn it off. Yeah, I mean, I would I would turn all my shit off because I I have movies, I have Blu-rays that I haven't seen yet, yeah. and I was like, I could I could kill like three months just even with all my subscriptions. Even with all my subscriptions, it's still not as much as I was paying uh, for TV. Oh, uh, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, but I've been really good at. This is what I've been saying. I called them and I'm like. Look, when I bought this, I had when I signed up for this, you gave me all these fucking channels. I said you've slowly deleted channels, yeah. so why am I still paying the same fucking price? <laughs> and oh, I said sir, I'll sir. cancel it right now. Oh no, sir, please don't, please don't. We'll give you all the channels back free for nine months or whatever. I'm like, all right, go ahead. So we used to work, work at AT and T. We did, and <laughs> there was a time. Remember, there was a time where I worked in what they called retention. 
Oh yeah. If they wanted to cancel, like you, you had try to try Throw everything, everything, everything yep. before you let them off the phone until they just finally, either they finally said, if you don't hang up, I'm gonna hang up on you, or they're like, fine, whatever. Yeah. And when I canceled my TV with AT and T, they're like, okay. <laughs> Because Man, because now even, it's not even worth it. Now it's like they, they can't even compete, and no well, way can they compete. Oh well, no! I'm thinking of Google. And right? they gave me a discount on my internet. Wow! I pay forty five dollars a month for the internet. Man, I need, to, I need to call. I need to call them and. But now they have another TV service open, so now every chance they get, when I go, like, when I ever, if I ever step in, well, at least lost her phone. She was, I'm surprised, she's younger than Sophia. She took her almost two years to lose her phone, so I had to go get her another phone. Dude, you didn't get them through the company website? What company website? Medtronic. Oh, I always forget about that. Dude, you can get refurbished phones for cheap. I always, I always forget about that. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, I only paid. It was I got her an SE, a red S iPhone SE. It was like a hundred bucks. Oh, I'm. Uh, I'll ask you later when we're off. And she was it's all nice, like, nice and nice she thing. was all like, "Why is it so small?" I'm like, "Look, you're lucky you even had the other one <laughs> that you lost." Take your ass outside. She's like, "All right, Dad, I'm sorry." Because <laughs> she had the eight plus and she lost it. Why is it so small? <laughs> I'm like, look. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's what happens. That's what we do. Go sell we some of your kids. blood. That's what we do to our kids. That's what I do. It's like, you're, you're so lucky. You're so lucky you have all these things. But at the same time, it's my fault, too. Yeah. Because I give it to you. Be glad I don't yank the fillings out of your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> we have TikTok at home. <laughs> um, all right. So some good things have come out. The last time, the last episode, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is killing it. Word. Killing it, man. Um, man, I do love that series. For for like some side characters, <laughs> they're really killing it, um, and it's perfect. It's a per. Is it even? A, is it an hour? Is it considered an hour? I think. So. I think right? it's like 45 minutes. Right. So, that I mean, that's basically an hour show with no commercials. Yeah. Um, so, it goes by fast. Um, like I said, my only thing is they try to be a little too much, too funny sometimes. But, I mean, other than that, it's still good. Like, they got to... Like, they got to they gotta throw in too much comic relief. Like, you don't need it. It's a good show to begin with. I don't know where you get off, Mark. <laughs> You've changed ever since the snow. So I'm I don't like, know who you are anymore. <laughs> Snow Harden. <laughs> the sea was angry that day, my friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so good. It's like a perfect comic book TV show. Like, uh, It just makes me... And that's another... I swear to God. That's another conversation I started having with the guy at the gas station. Because he's like, have you seen Kong? I was like, yeah, I've already seen it like nine times with my kids. He's like, did you watch Justice League? And I'm like... Because I'm a DC person from day one, and I'm just so disappointed in Warner Brothers and DC. So disappointed that at this point, like I don't even know how they would ever even be able to catch up to to well, like this. And then also like the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad. There's already a Suicide Squad, and then this one's called Dust Suicide Squad. So is I'm like, what is this? Do you even know? Is it a sequel? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a sequel. 
but why would they call it dust? They're trying to do like an alien and then aliens. Aliens is <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I don't really know what DC's doing. I watched that Zack Snyder. It was I liked it better than the one that they showed originally. And I had friends like, dude, they were going to go in this direction with it. And I was like, yeah, but they already said they're not even going to. That's what he told me, too. Just like you told me. He's like, he's like, if you saw that other one, it's nothing like the first one. I was like, I didn't even see the first one. I don't give a shit. The first one was terrible. I, I thought it was terrible. And this one, I was like, this is going to be terrible. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I was like, man, if they would have showed me this, I would have been like, all right, I'm kind of interested. But then now, I, I mean, to see this, and, and you just know that the DC's not going to entertain any of the options of carrying on the stories that they introduced in here you're like all right well fuck that why even get excited about it um yeah i should have i should have saved that tweet but this guy he made one of the best points when how fucked up dc got somebody made a comment how can i explain this it's almost it was like super geeky like you know like you get those geeks like on the simpsons when remember when uh, they had the they the creators of itchy and scratchy went into the comic book store and those nerds are like oh yes and uh itchy and scratchy episode 27 you had itchy oh, okay. he was playing it when when the scratch itchy was playing scratchy as a xylophone he had two different bones and are we to believe that those two different bones will make the same note? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's that kind of shit that, like, the guy. It was basically that kind of thing. Like Justin like, Long and yeah, like, so, yeah, like somebody made that kind of a comment. And what what the the best comment was on top of that was, was the guy was like, "It's it's because of people like you that every single fucking Batman movie we have to watch his fucking parents get killed." Well. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but we had that discussion too. I think before, like when the first X Men's came out, because you, I mean, you did make a good point. I'm like, look, okay, well, that's just a, show me what, and then you're like, well, what if people have never seen this? I before? just want to see mutants fighting. Right. That's all I want to see. Right. But I understand it's now a movie. Um, now, now the nine episode comic series that I read of whatever storyline is now condensed into an hour and a half and they have to get as much in there as possible or two hours or whatever so I get it and the thing was back then when X-Men first came out superhero movies weren't a thing they were just starting back then so that so they had the people that they had to appease were the comic book fans because they're the ones that were going to see it and then then it started appealing to little kids and that's why it is what it is now where it doesn't matter anymore about the comic book fans because little kids want to see it or people that were started watching Iron Man 1, 2, all those in order. Now they're the fan base that they have to go after. Like, fuck the comic book fans. Yeah, it's, I guess it's like, I, I still think we're already in time and place where like all old all the old Hollywood rules are just don't don't work anymore. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have famous people in the movie for it to sell. I don't give a yeah. shit who's in it as long as they're good. I think um, that's good, though. That's, you know, I don't know. It's like... I mean, there's... Okay, so, like, a couple of years ago, probably, like, mid-2000s, I was like, Sarah Silverman movie? Mm-hmm. I remember that movie in particular. I was like... Which movie? Saving Sarah Silverman. Oh, well, not Saving Sarah... Um, the one with Jason... Saving Silverman? Not Saving Silverman. 
What's the one where they go to Hawaii and it's Russell Brand? Oh, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That movie, I remember particularly, I was like, I don't know any fucking person in this movie. But it was still good. I didn't see it because of that. What? Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to see this movie. I don't know any of these people. I don't care. I'm not interested. Now I know who all those actors are because they've been in other movies. So now, because me personally, I'm like, all right, maybe I should stop like judging it based on the cast. See, like I'm not like that at all. Like, oh, I'm totally like that. I'm not like I don't give two shits unless unless I mean, it's an I mean, English movie or from another country, and I'm like, okay, I probably should. I probably don't even know who they are. Let me watch this. I mean, there are, yes, there are actors and actresses that I will watch that movie because I like them, but yeah I'm not like that like I'll watch any movie as, as long, if I, if it sounds good I'll give it a chance like if the story like if the nah. description sounds good I'll give it a chance like I don't give a shit who's in it like super bad it took me forever to see super bad because I was like I don't know who any of these people are and I don't care about them and Dude, that movie was funny for it's time when it came out it was alright they were little I kids fin- I finally saw it like when it came out on TV and I was like oh that was oh pretty, my god that's the worst funny. time to see it was it on a regular channel no it was on uh, HBO or something they were um, young kids, and they were all they're all Canadians except for that. I mean, they're like guy. exceptions to the rule, like Super Troopers. I didn't know what that was, and my friends made me watch that. They were like, "You have to watch this," and I was like, "All right, I'll watch it." Granted, we were high, but <laughs> we're like Boondock Saints. I'm like, "Oh fuck this movie!" Yeah, I mean, now I go back and I'll see those movies, and I'm like, "Oh, that's Daryl from Walking Dead." I didn't know who he was back then. What's better to me, what to me, what's better than the Boondock Saint movies is the documentary about the is guy. The trailers, you no, know, is the documentary <laughs> the about the guy who made the movies, because it's called Overnight, and it's basically how he fucked himself over from day one. Like, have you seen that movie? What Overnight? No, the Boondock Saints. I got to go back and think of a few others, but Boondock Saints is one of those movies that, to me, I'm going to sound very, very elitist here. Big surprise. Um, when I was in high school, I loved movies. I loved zombie movies, trashy <laughs> Italian zombie movies. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find one single person to talk to about that around here in San Antonio. Nobody knew what I was talking about. I found one friend who loved zombie movies, and I would show him. Italian horror movie and trash movies and he was like what is this and I was like right and then you and I like we were in Donnie Darko other things then it's like I mean I I jumped I jumped the timeline but then Pulp Fiction dropped Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I was running into people that were like oh I'm gonna I'm into film now I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna make a film like me and my friends were you know did you do you go to South by Southwest I don't think uh, I don't think that movie holds up well I mean that was the thing like Quentin Tarantino kind of made it cool to like movies and be about movies and things like that. And then all these people came in and and these people just started showing up all over the place and here in town, like, oh, I'm studying screenwriting and I'm studying that. And I was like, okay, bro, you were never about movies. And now all of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden, because of that, we're going to do gorilla, we're going to do gorilla Sundance. Get the fuck out of here. Because of Pulp Fiction, for me anyway. There were a bunch of movies that came out that were just like that type where it was like it was violent, it was foul mouthed, it was a little too wordy on the on the screenplay. Things to do, things to do in Denver when you're dead. 
Yeah, and I, all those movies kind of came out, and I was like, I hate this style of filmmaking now. I like hate swingers, it. like swingers. Fuck that movie. I I love swingers. It was funny, but it was too much talking. Where I was like, Quentin Tarantino. Shut up, <laughs> can he he was a movie geek. And he can write very good dialogue. That whole beginning I dialogue. Would, I would not agree with that. Look, the whole be- and it's but what I, what I was going to say is he can write good dialogue, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he can make a good story. The the beginning dialogue oh, okay, with okay. Christoph Waltz. I'll, I'll take that back. And Inglorious Bastards. That is almost perfect. There's that scene is almost perfect. But the whole movie, you're like, okay, well now what are we doing? Like the the dining the diner scene in. Death Proof, where the camera's just going around in a circle. And I've never seen, seen that movie. Oh, never mind. I've never seen Death Proof, and what's the other one? Planet Terror. Planet Terror. I've never seen them. Man, those are. I love those. Are so trashy. Because at that time, well, that's my probably because one. Because at that time, I was like, oh, they're in, they were in Austin, and they were calling it Gueros instead of Wedos. I'm like, fuck this, peep, fuck these people. Um, to me, his best movie is Reservoir Dogs, but on top of that. He ripped that movie off, like pretty much scene for scene from Inferno. From a, I don't think I have liked anything he's. Oh, I, I love Kill Bill one and two. Yeah, Kill Bill's good, and that's because of Uma Thurman. And these, I don't think he made um, Killing Zoe and Natural Born Killers. Oliver Oliver Stone did he directed Natural Born Killers? I thought Tarantino wrote Natural Born Killers. Okay, I, I mean I know he had something to do with that. He had yeah, something he to do with Killing it. Zoe though, right? Mm, I don't remember that one. Killing Zoe with Eric Stoltz. I've never seen that movie. What's the other one you showed me? Something when Turn off f- your mic. Love in a 45, right? That's the other one you showed me with... Uh, was Sarah Silverman at the beginning? No, wait, wait. Love in a 45 with... What's her name from Jawbreaker? The one that's, that was with Marilyn Manson. Rose McGowan? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Tarantino. I mean... I mean, even this last movie, it wasn't horrible, but I mean, it's, I don't know, it's not, it's not the same for me for movie, with movies anymore. I mean, there used to be like, oh, fuck, I can't wait to see that fucking movie. You know, we would drive to fucking Austin because they would never show it here. I like, I, I love Ben Wheatley. There was times we were, I mean, we were in fucking Best Buy when DVDs were hot, where DVDs were out, we were in Best Buy every fucking Tuesday buying DVDs. Oh, yeah. Um, ben Wheatley is one that. I want to see all of his fucking movies. What movies did he do? Kill List, um, A Field in England, uh, High Rise. He's got that new one coming out called End the Earth. High Rise is a... Uh, oh, that's the one you need to show me the trailer for. It looks pretty good. In the um, woods. High Rise is a... Uh, what's his name? Guy who did uh, Atrocity Expedition. J.G. J. 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 Ballard. Book. Yeah, yeah I don't, that one I don't think really uh, translated well as a right. movie. But, but yeah, I mean, there used to be, I mean, there used to be a time where like, oh, like there was all these good movies and like I could not wait for these movies to come out to go to the movies to see them. There's movies I want to see though. Like what? What movies? The only one I wanted to see was Dune. I want to see Dune. I want to see In the Earth. Yeah, that uh, one looked good. I want to see that sequel to A Quiet Place. Nah, I didn't like the first one. Um, I would. I would like to watch Atlanta in a theater. Like one big, like the, the TV show Atlanta? Yeah. I would like to watch that in a theater. That 
that show is that show is amazing it's just it's it seems more geared to be film than a TV show like it should be in the pantheon of great movies um, yeah and, and it's every episode's like a different vibe where I'm like oh no we're comedy the dude that's in it is in, is in Godzilla right oh yeah Brian Tyler Henry that guy's a good actor um, yeah, I would like to see that. I can't even think of movies that are coming out right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, what? Even before lockdown, like, what movies is going on? Well, I think the other thing, too, is now we know everything about a movie before it comes out, before it even plays. We know, I know, you know, we know that the what the next five Marvel movies are going to be, who's in them, and they haven't even started filming them. That's Marvel's fault, yeah. Um, then I mean, you know, there's other people that they're like, like David Lynch is discussing with Netflix about a new series and Kyle McLaughlin's on board, and I'm like, don't tell me that. You know what? We never saw that uh, that guy's uh, what's that guy's name? Nicholas Reffin was his name. Nicholas Van Reffin. We never saw that show he did on <laughs> what's his uh, name on Nic- Amazon. It was like Nicholas Reffin, Van Winding Reffin, Reffin right. or something. I never saw his first movies, Pusher. Um, Did you see the one with um, the guy from Drive, but where he's in, where they're in Thailand? Yeah, Only God Forgives. That one, that one's a different. It was kind of different. Did uh, you see Neon Demon? No, I haven't. I heard that was really. I good, really, though. I saw that at the movies. That's a, that's probably like one of the last good movies. Uh, the movies. That movie is a trip. I thought Mandy was good to see in the theater. Damn, that would have been good to see in the movie theater. I thought. Um, oh, I didn't see Ex Machina. I never. I don't even think it came out in the movie theater. That was before COVID because I was at my other place and I remember seeing it at home and I didn't go see um, it at the movies. Yeah, Mandy was dope to see in a movie theater, like not not an IMAX theater, just a regular. That's theater. the one thing about <laughs> that's the one thing about uh, Nicolas Cage. It's like it's like ah, how many how many bad Nicolas Cage movies do I need to go through to see a good? You know what I mean? You get like three <laughs> bad ones to, and then you get a good one. You've seen the trailer for this new one, right? Where he's in that Chuck E. Cheese place. It's basically a yeah. ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. My, yeah. my daughters are like, that's a ripoff. It's basically the Banana Splits movie. That's right. You were Because te- they, they were trying to make that into the Five Nights at Freddy's first, you were telling me, right? Yep. And they were like, nah. And they're like, okay, we'll make it Banana five, Splits. I think the people that made the <laughs> made the game pulled the plug. Like, nah, I don't want to do this. Because they're already making too much money. And they were like, um, yeah, they were like, oh, I, which is weird. I was like, why do you do the Banana Splits when you just do the Chuck E. Cheese band or the... The Rock of Fire Explosion. That's the name of the band. That's like one of those, okay, now hear me out. <laughs> um, that Rock of Fire Explosion movie. That so movie you, nuts. didn't you ask me to name, like, or, or we, Mark and I talk in between episodes. What did we do? What did I say? To name, like, the five movies that I'd seen during. Oh, yeah, I think that's one of the topics is, like, the five, like, yeah, the, like, the, the five, maybe... Excuse me, because now it's been over a year, like the top five movies, like your top five movies of this last year. Excuse me. Or since we've been in lockdown. Okay, let's see. I'm looking back at my list. I've seen 222 movies since we started quarantine. Damn. People are like, how do you watch that many movies? I'm like, I live by myself. What else am I going to do? Ooh, I did like that one. One second, guys. 
Godzilla. Um, Look at my letterboxed. Lists. I'm trying. Uh, I'll start off. Um, one day uh, they were showing they were showing a lot of the Australian New Wave on the Criterion Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of them. Like I saw um, um, Walkabout, like not, a lot of Nicholas Rogue Walkabout. Um, what else from Australia? I'm trying to think of the other one on the top of my head. With what's his name? William, uh, like his name is Chamberlain. He was gay the whole time he was in Hollywood, and nobody knew until he died. The guy from the the Richard, Ch- Richard Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, but I had seen, I had always seen this movie, and I'd never really, I never watched it. But I've always was always aware of it. It was called Breaker Morant, and it was about um, when the Australians were in in South Africa, and they were fighting the Dutch in South Africa. And um, fuck, it was good. It was about these the so, uh, Australian soldiers who were put on trial for murder, and uh, one lawyer that had to defend him to basically say like, "Look, no, what do you mean this murder? This is you know we're in war. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're murdering people." Um, but man, it was fucking good, and it was a true story. I mean, that guy was huh. really it was a real person, and it was also it was also. Not kind of cool to see, but it was interesting to see how, you know, still at that time, this was like the early 1900s, it's still at that time, you know, even though Australia was a British colony, right? they were treated as second-class citizens because they weren't from England. And the Breaker Morant was actually from England, but he was fighting with the Australians, and he had been there for so long that they treated him like crap too. But um, uh, it was really, it was really good. It was really good. And uh, I won't spoil it for you. I mean, if you look it up, you'll probably find out. But what happened to him? I mean, they, they, they still got. I mean, he basically won, but to save face, they still had to execute them. So they were basically still executed. <laughs> yeah, one Jeez. guy got put in. One guy put in jail for, for life, and they executed two, uh, Breaker Moran and the other guy. And um, and uh, when they when they murdered. Uh, they murdered him. Um, this is what he put on his tombstone, which is, uh, I think, which is beautiful, and it's from the Bible. Um, let me see, see if I can find it. But uh, either way, I mean, th- I thought that was a really, really, really good movie. Oh, it's from Matthew 10, verse 39. And man will find his enemies under his own roof. Dang. Mic drop. It's heavy. Buried. Um, one that I liked was um, Never Surrender. It was a Galaxy Quest documentary. Oh, that was so good. You told me that one. I watched that one, too. Yeah, man. Um, I li- I like the movie Galaxy Quest. It's just like it feels like an eighties comedy. Just like silly. Did you tell me like you told me or like it's on it's on somebody's list of the perfect movies. Like there's like five movies that people consider like these are perfect movies. You mean and Galaxy Quest or yes, the documentary? No, oh. Galaxy Quest is on that list. Oh, I'd believe that. Galaxy Quest is pretty funny. Um But it it, it talks with 
some some documentaries it doesn't really talk with a lot of people um oh yeah it talks with everybody it talk, yeah i think they pretty much hit every actor in the movie except um alan rickman of course and they they talk about working with alan rickman as well but that it it shows how that movie was made it fell apart during the making with the director um it was released to like little fanfare and then it it, it developed a cult following and just blew up which is ironic because that's what it's about cult followings of movies and tv shows and william shatner was like that's exactly how it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's how exactly how it is to be our fandom let's get a beer real quick and breathe all right we're back um fully fueled boys are back. but yeah that movie was really good i, I really liked I mean, fuck Tim Allen now, because I don't know what happened. And dude. always. But uh, I thought it was really good about how Alan Rickman was a dick to him, but then they they still, I don't know. I think I think it was more Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman was the good guy, because, you know, even though he knew Tim Allen was a fucking idiot, he was still <laughs> able to be like, look, you know, we're still good. Yeah. You know, we're still, you know, you're not, you're not that horrible. You're not, a, you know, I'm, right. not gonna, I'm not going to treat you like a, you're less than a human being. Even um, though you are. Even though you are. Now you are. Um, my next one, I would say, is that one. It's uh, from Canada. It's called There Are No Fakes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it started off. There's a. Uh, he's oh, a. Oh, you tell me about this. Yeah, one. he's an Aboriginal artist in Canada. But his name is Norval Morisot. From like northern Quebec, he's like one of their like probably one of the first original Abor- Aboriginal Canadian artists, and it starts off where it's one of the guys from Bare Naked Ladies. Oh God! And he buys what he is told is a, a original Norval Marcel. I think he paid like fifty thousand dollars for it. Whoa! And there was a art gallery in Toronto. I think it was as it was the AGO Art Gallery of Ontario. In Toronto. What does that mean, AGO? Uh, Art Gallery of Ontario. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah, you're going to make it obvious like um, that, Mark. Where um, they had something where it was all like local artists or local musicians, whatever. Like they did kind of like a little thing where we're going to give you a wall and you can bring your own art that's yours, like your own little collection. Okay. And when he did that, Somebody came up to him there at the museum. They're like, um, yeah, that's not a real Norville Morse. <laughs> and he's like, what? And it just goes down this uh. rabbit hole of where they basically find this little warehouse, like in northern Ontario, where these, it's not even a warehouse. It's like, like a public auction place. And okay. they just find shit. And it just, that's, that's where it, it just, it goes into a rabbit hole of like, Okay, where were where were all these morsels coming from? Like it turns out, like I don't know when this supposedly when this one's made, the guy was in jail. He was in jail for like who knows how long, like because he he was a drug addict. But uh, it was really good. It was really good about you know I really really like those movies, especially with art where people get like all these rich people get fucked over. Um, but I mean the art world is I mean it's really it's crazy because a lot of those 
places like a lot of these famous galleries and famous art uh fucking who are supposedly um experts you know get fooled all the time okay you know i really like that kind of stuff but that one was really good that one was gonna it was interesting because you know the guy had a and um they have some real ones there in that gallery i was able to go see them but um yeah, like somebody was just like turning, churning these fucking uh, portraits out, and they were selling them. And to, and to me too, it's like, come on, you, you're it, this is like in the middle of nowhere, Ontario. You're at a fucking auction place, and they're selling these Norville Morsos, bro. You know, it's like, come on. But he didn't know that the guy from Bare Naked Ladies didn't lazy, you know that, so he sued the people that he yeah. bought it from. Bare Naked Ladies knows everything because I mean, just... because uh, you know they he sued them because they're like, you knew this, and it did turn out like you know even though. They couldn't 100% prove it, but it was one of those kinds of things like, you knew what the fuck you were doing. And they just don't want to say it. You know what I mean? But yeah, and then it turns out that his, I'm not going to say it, but I mean, watch it. It was, it's, it was, you had to rent it, but it was on Prime Video for a long time for free. But it was called, Okay. It, it's called There Are No Fakes. And spoiler alert, there were a lot of fakes. Okay. My next one is Daniel Isn't Real. That sounds and, um this has um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son in it. Mm-hmm. Patrick Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's about this kid. And when he was a kid, when he was a, a a young boy, he saw a shooting happened in front of him. And when he saw the shooting, he developed a friendship with this little boy that saw the shooting too. Um, well, then he starts playing, you know, hanging out with the little boy more and more, and it turns out that his the parents can't see the little boy. They never see him. Um, but then his parents end up getting divorced, and he's he's like traumatized over it. And his the kid, his name is Daniel. The kid that he sees, uh, Daniel has him doing bad things. Like just like first, it's like just you know things that boys do. This sounds like the other movie we just watched and last then, episode, um, <laughs> right? Well, well then. Um, well then, um, he he gets him to mix his uh, mom's psych- psychiatric medicine with something else, and he tells him like it'll give her superpowers. <laughs> what and is this movie called again? Daniel isn't real. Um, so they almost kill his mom, and his mom like convinces her son like you need to put him away, Daniel away. Like it's not time for those things anymore. You're growing up. So he locks Daniel in a in a dollhouse, and you know it's not real, but he locks him in a dollhouse. So then it fast forwards to where he's like a he's a t- early twenties going to college. Um, he's kind of like a loner, and his mom's kind of gone like off the deep end, not crazy crazy, but like hoarder crazy. Like, <laughs> um, and then um, while he's visiting his mom, he finds the dollhouse, and he's kind of like remembering it. Well, then he unlocks it. Well, Daniel comes back, but Daniel's now his age. And Daniel has him doing like fucked up shit. Like <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty cool. But I was like, man, who's this guy? Like this guy's like, he's a really good actor. And then I was like, oh, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Um, I think I saw it on. Also, oh, he plays the main guy, he, or he plays he's Daniel. Oh, he's Daniel. Yeah. Um, I think he. I think I saw it on um, Shutter. It's called Daniel Isn't Real. That was that was one of my favorite ones. Did you like, notice I took that off? Because I know we were used to watching it. Well, I was. That's why I saw Daniel Isn't Real. Yeah, but how long ago was that? <laughs> I took it off like a long time ago. I was. Well, I was probably back in like August. Okay. August. That was like fucking nine months ago. Um, 
Yeah, that that was a good one. Um, if anybody has a chance to see it, I don't want to tell you the ending, but it's pretty good. That sounds like the other, remember? Yeah. But that's interesting. I have, to, I have to check that one out. Uh, let's see what else. Mm, mm, mm. Um. So I'll say this one. I don't know. This one because I need to watch it again. But I had always heard about it. And I had never seen it. And I, I forgot where, where did I watch it at. I, I want to say it was on Amazon. But it's called This Must Be The Place. Where Sean Penn plays like that oh, the Robert, Robert Smith. Smith looking guy. Okay, I saw that one. But This Must Be The Place is a Talking Heads song. And David Byrne is in this movie. Oh. So basically Sean Penn. Oh, that's right. He is. Okay. Yeah. So basically Sean Penn is like an ex-goth guy. And he lives in Ireland. He's American. And he had a band in America. And he lives in Ireland with his wife. And his wife is Frances McDermott. And he's like total, like Robert Smith looking, total goth, like everything goth. You know, he's like a he's like a shadow around everybody else. He hangs out with a little teenager girl who's also another goth. But... One of the side stories is, well, I guess the main, I think the main reason he went to Ireland is because one of his fans, and the reason he went away from the public is one of his fans killed themselves. Oh, wow. Okay. And the guy that killed himself, he hangs out with his daughter. I'm to go back and watch that because I don't really remember too much about it. Yeah, his, it's just, a, it's like a, <coughs> bless you, bless you. It's like a surrealistic movie because that's part of the story, and he's there, and Francis McDermott is like total opposite from him. She's like a she's like a volunteer firefighter there, or she okay. is. She's a firefighter there in Ireland, where they live, and it's all. The, and he's friends. Everybody around him, you know, is just like a normal person. He's just like a weirdo. Well, then his dad is die, or his dad is dying, so they call him to go back home to New York. And he's Jewish. Turns out he's Jewish, and his his family, his dad's a rabbi, basically, and his whole family are like very hardcore Jewish, and his dad dies. Um. But part of then goes a whole nother crazy thing, like a whole nother basic story is like his dad was trying to hunt down his dad was in the Holocaust in one of the in one of the uh one of the concentration camps. So right. his whole life his dad was trying to track down one of the guards that was in the that had him in the concentration camp. So the rest of the movie is him driving around the United States looking for that guy that, that had his dad in Okay, the, now I do remember this. So it's just it, I, Sean Penn completely, completely commits to that movie, but all the other, all the other people that are in the movie with him are really good. There's a, I, I noticed there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Irish actors in there, like one of the guys that plays his friend is in Moon Boy. Have you ever, ever talked about Moon Boy? Mm, nope, don't know what that Moon is. Boy is a TV show. It's on Hulu, and it's, an, it's the guy from the IT crowd, the Irish guy from the IT crowd, Chris O'Dowd. Oh yeah, the one that plays the one that he. He wrote it, and it's about it's about a little boy. It's basically like kind of the TV show is basically his life. And now you're talking about a different thing. Well, I'm just saying, the TV show. <laughs> you just don't want me to go again, right? No, the TV, really the TV show is about it's <laughs> like loosely based on his life in the '90s in, in Northern Ireland, okay. and and he plays the little boy's imaginary friend. But one of the dads of his friends in that movie is the, anyway, 
Anyways, a lot of Irish guys are in it. A lot of a lot of people from Ireland in that movie are in a lot of good Irish stuff there in England TV shows. But uh, yeah, that that I don't know. It, it that one really that one I have to watch again because yeah, it's like you're like, what is going on here? You're okay. like, what is going on? And then and then Sean Penn like does not he commits to it. He does not like drop character at all throughout the movie until the very end. But you got to watch it to see what he does. I I saw that once. I don't really remember too much about it, but I got, I got to go back and watch it again. Uh, my third one is the swimmer. Um, nice. What when was it from the sixties? Late sixty, like sixty nine. It was from the late sixties. I had never heard of this movie in my life. Um. Never heard anyone speak about this movie. I've never even heard it being referenced anywhere. But Grindhouse Releasing put out a version of it. And they were hyping it up so much. And they were describing it in the... Actually, they weren't describing it. They were describing how strange and weird it was. And that the tagline back then is like, you're going to tell your friends about the swimmer. And that worked on me. And I was like, I'm going to buy this blindly. And it was it's like a deluxe fucking Blu-ray with like... It looks amazing. Another Blu-ray of interviews with people that like the cameraman and the gaffer and whatever, and then a soundtrack. Like they totally got me, hook, line, and sinker. Like I bought it because I was like, I'm gonna buy it. So I bought it, and this movie is, it's beautifully made. It feels like there's drugs in the actual celluloid and the colors that they use. For me, anyway, like it looks, it looks beautiful to look at. But there's a weirdness about what's going on on there. There's like there's something. There's a there's a feeling you can get immediately that something's off. Something's not right. Um, and basically, what it is is you're watching. You know the the movie starts and you're watching. Um, what's his name? Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster just appear. Burt Lancaster looks like the most perfect example of like a a male 60s man alpha male like he's in a he's like in a speedo um he's just kind of like sun's you know his eyes look bluer that's blue as fuck i don't know how they did that but his eyes look blue as fuck his skin looks like it's kind of glistening god did that drew and god's editing skills are dope um He's he shows up at somebody's house and it's like a you know very nice neighborhood. These are all obviously upper, way upper, upper middle class people. Well, way upper class middle people. Yeah. Um, and they have you know they live they live on giant plots of land that are pretty good distance away from each other and they have um, um everybody has a pool and everybody has a drink by the way. Yeah, um, and he he goes over and he sees them hanging out by their pool and he talks to them for a little bit and they're they're just kind of saying you know we haven't seen your wife in a while your kids how are they doing. And everywhere he goes, people act like they haven't seen him in a while, or they're surprised that he showed up. But uh, he decides he's going to swim across the valley of the neighbors back to his house. Which, when it was described to me, I was like, how the hell is... That doesn't make any sense. So that's what he says. What he's basically doing is he goes to everybody's pool and like swims once across the pool, gets out... Walks to the next person's yard. Now that you're saying that, it's like almost—it's almost like a childish thing, right? Yeah, I mean, and everybody's just like, "What a weird, right, thing to do," and that—that's another thing that adds to it. Where you're like, "Why is this guy doing this?" Um, 
I don't want to say too much, but it, it's it's definitely a must see. It's definitely one of those like, how did this get made it in nineteen sixty nine? It does feel like a, uh, a Twilight Zone episode that they made into a movie. It's just very, it's kind of strange. Things feel off. And then I, for me anyway, I, I was telling people that I've seen, I've showed it to. I was like, when I as the movie went on, it looks like Burt Lancaster ages. And maybe it's just his stature, too. By the end of the movie, he doesn't look as alpha male anymore. He looks... It does get darker as he goes through. The movie itself gets darker. Not, not like in mood, but like the, the colors. Time of day. Yeah, it gets... Okay. So, yeah, that was that was one that I was like, man, they, they got me on this fucking box set. But, oh, my God, it's such a great movie. So, The Swimmer, that's my third one. That was a good, that was a good find, man. How did you even find? How did you even find out about the movie? It was on Instagram, Grindhouse. I followed Grindhouse, and they were they posted about it, and I was like, "What is the swimmer?" Because they kept advertising it so much, and then I saw people, I saw some people had commented like, "I saw that once in a theater, and I never saw it again in my life, and no one knows what I'm talking about when I talk about it." Hmm. And I have I've had movies that like would that. be nice to see at a movie. In the I've movie had theater. movies like that where I'm like, I'm. I feel like I'm, people think I'm making up. But sometimes when I'm talking about a movie, lot of movies that I saw in or I saw them once late home, on cable, yeah. I'm like, am I the only person does that even exist? Right. That's a good one. That was a really good find. Um, my next one is another documentary called Frank and Cindy. Okay. And that's a married couple, and. The son does the documentary. Cindy's son. Frank is not his dad. So Cindy is an older she's an older lady, but you can tell she was very hot when she was younger. Well, Frank, he he is from Miami. He was a Hispanic guy from Miami. And he had a one hit wonder band in the eighties. Like they had one hit in the eighties and they thought they were, they thought they were gonna go off. Well, he never did. And it's just it basically since the '80s, he married he married what's the guy's mom, Cindy, and since the '80s he hasn't done anything, but they still live together. They're like an old married couple, and they fight all the time. And she built him like a complete studio in the basement of their house. They live in California, and he he's an alcoholic, and and she basically <laughs> works she basically works to support him. And it's just, huh. it's just crazy. Like you're like, why are these people still together? Because there's like glimpses of like why she liked him, and then right before it goes back to like the horrible stuff. But yeah, he's like just, a, it's like he's just big fat guy, and all he ever does is go down in the basement. He's like he's always pretending like he's writing new. He's like it's 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 always about like I gotta get back in there. I gotta get back out there. I gotta put something out. I gotta get back into the business. He's like, dude, that was forty years ago. <laughs> They're gonna forget about me. But it's so it's really good. It's a really good watch. I, forgot, I think it's on. It was on. Uh, it was on Amazon Prime. It, people liked it so much that they made a movie into it. With <laughs> they, it's on Netflix, and they made a movie into it with two famous with two actors. They completely redid the whole thing, but as a movie. And I'm trying to find out. Is that Frank? Frank and Cindy. It's called. No, but is the movie called Frank? No, it's called Frank and Cindy. No, the 
the movie they made? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they made a whole movie of it with. Uh, uh, let me. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find. I'm. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's called Frankenstein too. fingers fat to this fucking keyboard you know yeah so so the, they made a movie into, it's, they made a movie into it called Frank and Cindy as well and Renee Russo plays Cindy and Oliver Platt plays Frank when did and, that come out and it's basically shot for shot of the documentary but as a movie uh, Frank and Cindy the movie about the documentary came out in 2015 uh, Frank and Cindy, the documentary, came out in 2007. Oh, okay. I'm going to check that out. That's him. There's the guy. That's Frank and that's Cindy. <laughs> Those are the real ones. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was like, the name of his band was called Ox- Oxo, O-X-O. Huh. Every single thing about Frank and Cindy seems new and fresh and alive. It's rare to see a documentary that's so raw and funny. And infuriating too, because it was infuriating. Because you're like, "What the fuck?" And it, and then, and then he, and then it turns out later that basically he, she made him go get a job, like at a, a college. And then it turns out to where he's like the only one that has a good job. Like he's the only one that has the health insurance. <laughs> she works at the. She basically works as like a, as a. Um, uh, she's a, the secretary at the elementary at the high school. She's the secretary for the principal at the high school. And then, but also the same thing too is like she's trying to get into, like she still thinks she can be an actress, so mm. she's trying to do. Okay. All, she's wanting to do all this plastic surgery. She's wanting to get all her new teeth done again. It's it's really good. It's called Franken City. Check it out. It's on it's on Netflix. Franken City. All right. So that's uh, three, right? You got three. Yeah. Uh, my fourth one is the remake of Superfly. Uh. And. That's just like a. So who's in that? Big boy from Outcast, Trevor Jackson. I don't know if Trevor. I don't think Trevor Jackson's related to Michael Jackson. Jackson. Um, I don't know why you said when you said that. I'm thinking of Ice Cube's son. What is Ice Cube's son's name? O'Shea Jackson. Okay. Um, it's a. It's just. It's. It's like a little stylish. Oh wait, you said Superfly. I'm thinking Shaft, but it's Superfly. Yeah, Superfly. They remade um, Superfly? Yeah. Uh, big Boy's in it. Trevor Jackson's the main guy. Um, the, fu- this, uh, the soundtrack is done all by Future. Um, Dude, you like that guy so much. <laughs> Dude, Future's the the way. <laughs> um, it's, it's just like a popcorn movie, and it's like a slice of Atlanta, stylized... Um, it's it was it's better than what I thought it was gonna be. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I thought that was a pretty good movie. <laughs> How did you even find? So do you remember that when it came out? Because that was two thousand eighteen. I have the soundtrack. I never saw the movie, but it came out on TV during the quarantine, and I was like, <laughs> I guess I better watch this movie. And I was like, Wow, this movie's better than what I thought it was gonna be. That's always good. I'm not saying it's the best fucking movie. It's, but good, it's a good popcorn movie. I was like, you know what? That kept me interested 
to where I was like, I need to see what's going to happen. And I watched the whole thing. All right, I'm trying to see. So what's my fourth one? Can you hear my refrigerator? Yep. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> like we're picking up demons on these microphones. Demon. Okay. Demon. This Demon. is another documentary. Mark, give me a movie. Okay, let me Just see. Just kidding. No, go ahead. Mystics in Bali. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's number five. You saved the best for last. Um, Kino. Kino. trying to think. Kino. Oh, okay. I'll say this one because this one actually is an old movie, and I wasn't expecting it to be so good. It's like an old noir movie with um, noir with a what's what's his name? Who's his name? It's not Burt Lancaster. What was this guy's name? Charlton Heston. No, James Cagney. No, what's that guy's name? You know that guy. He's an old guy. Uh, Robert. Robert Mitchum. Robert Mitchum. Yeah, this is called Out of the Past by Jacques Tanier. But it's a, it's a Hollywood movie. Um, it's an old noir movie. Jeff Bailey seems to be a, a mundane gas station owner in a remote Bridgeport, California. He is dating the local girl, Ann Miller, and lives a quiet life. But Jeff has a secret past. And when a mysterious stranger arrives in town, Jeff is forced to return to the dark world he has tried to escape. Um, Man. That was good. It's a, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, I think I found it because it's on one of the lists of like old uh, film noir movies, like, like, oh, like film noir movies you, you've never heard of that are good. Um, Kurt Russell. Junior. Right? <laughs> no, Kurt Russell. Not Kurt kidding. Russell. Um, what's his name? The one that's in Spartacus. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas is in it. He plays like the bad guy in it too. Okay. And it's really good. And yeah, like he plays the guy. It's one of those things like, you know, it's kind of like uh, what's that one with um, Viggo Morganson where he's uh, he's like the diner owner and the people show up. It turns out he was in the mob. The violence. History of violence. Yes, history of violence. It's kind of like that in that vein, but um, set in the 50s and it was really good. I mean, you're like, what the fuck is going on? But uh, it's really good. It came out in 1947. Wait, so that, what was it called again? This one? Yeah. The one with Viggo Morrison was called History of No, Vibes. no, no. The one you're talking about. Out of the Past. Out of the Past. Okay. Yeah. This one was pretty good. You know, yeah, 1947. Um, nice. You know, it wasn't too cheesy. wasn't, in, in, you, know, you know, it's one of those old, like, you know, what's the rumpus? Like, they use all those, you know, he's a real cool character. Like, you just can't get to him. Get out of here. 23 Skidoo. Yeah. So that one's pretty good. Uh, my fifth one is Possessor. Oh, I haven't got to see that. And that's just... First of all, I don't know which version I saw, but I saw the one on Hulu. Mm -hmm. That has to be the uncensored one because I don't know what the fuck more they were going to show me because that one is like dicks and balls and vagina and butt and tits. All at once. Yeah, it's like, you like this dick? This dick's going in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's that's that's what they show but it's i thought it was a great little sci-fi movie now i'm not saying it's flawless 
It's a. It's made by Brandon Cronenberg, which is David Cronenberg's son. Do you think it's his dad proud? Um, for an early movie, that's that's pretty good. Like if you can remember David Cronenberg's early things. Have you seen his Shivers very 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 Rabid, first movies? Crimes of the Future. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like, it, it's it flies the flag for sci-fi really well. For good sci-fi films. Um, so basically it's about this lady. And I'll just tell you, she's she can implant her her mind into somebody else's body. And that she works for a company that that's what they have her do. And she basically kills people. She's an assassin. Uh, but they can never trace it back to her because what she does is she'll... They find somebody on the street or somebody that works with the person they're trying to kill... They kidnap that person. They do a, a quick surgery job and implant something in their head, and they let that person go about their day. Um, and then, you know, they put her in this kind of like pod bed, and then they basically shoot her mind into that device that's in the person's head, and she's in charge of that person. And she has to like kind of learn how they speak, who they're around, who they know, who they don't know. So, so it's it's convincing that it's still that same person. And then she has she has people that she has to kill, and then um, the thing is she gets she starts getting um, entangled <laughs> with with their minds, and she doesn't want to kind of just like doesn't want to go back to her body. Oh, she like rather or be has there. trouble. She'd rather be them. Yeah, has trouble like fostering relationships. Um, it's it's pretty bloody. Uh, pretty sexually explicit, but yeah, it was a good little watch. Um, like I said, I don't. I know there is a censored and uncensored version. I don't know if the one on Hulu is uncensored, but God, they, they show a lot. Will, they usually will put on there. I mean, they show a lot on there. So, I guess I can look up the Wikipedia and see actually how long the uncensored is and check the minutes. But I liked it so much that I bought a T-shirt of it, or sweat, a long sleeves. Are you sure. going to buy the Blu-ray, or did you already buy the Blu-ray? I can't find the Blu-ray anymore. Really? Well, here's the thing. So there's there's a Blu-ray of the regular version, which is a red. It's a red cover. And there's a there's a limited, very limited amount of Blu-rays of the uncensored version, which is yellow. I cannot find those. And if I, if I want the uncensored, I have to go buy the 4K version, which is 4K Blu-ray. Which How is like an is extra that? 15 bucks more. And I'm like, I don't want to pay that. You might have to. But that that was a good kind of like um, good in, in the vein of uh, Ex Machina and Under the Skin and like that type of sci-fi weirdness and cold kind of cold steeliness. Um, yeah, that's that was one, that was my fifth one. Damn, I watched a lot of movies. This doesn't even seem like enough. As I go through this, doesn't even seem like enough. I guess the last one for me is going to be Mank. I still haven't seen that. Um, it's about that guy, Mankowitz. He, yeah. He, apparently, he, uh, he wrote the screen, screenplay for uh, Citizen Kane. And it just shows how... I mean, it's just good. It's good. It's black and white. It's not too nostalgic. 
it's good. It's just about how he went through the system, the Hollywood system, mm-hmm. but how everybody really was, about how all the heads of the movie theater, the movie theaters, the movie companies really were. Has William William Randolph Hearst in it. Who's that? William Randolph Hearst was oh. somebody. <laughs> I thought you were telling me like, um, like a director. I mean, like no, an no. actor. Like um, um, Val Kilmer in Tombstone. That was Doc Holliday. I know when he's like, it's Chopin. And the Edward fucking Chopin. Frederick fucking Chopin. <laughs> That's how you're telling me. I was on. What? Thanks, thanks Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Will, William Randolph Hearst, who was supposedly, when it was like, you know, it wasn't a big secret if that's what Citizen Kane is about. Ever. And uh, Amanda Seyfried was in it. She's really good in it. And. Uh, it's another person I couldn't tell you what she looked like. Amanda Seyfried? Yeah. She's in uh, Jawbreaker now. She's in Twin Peaks. Amanda Seyfried's in the new Twin Peaks. Yeah. She plays the, the what's her name's daughter, Peggy Lipton's daughter. No, she played. Yes, she no, she played. Yes, she played. Like Peggy I have to watch that again. I just remember she's the one that. Her, she has that boyfriend, that crazy boyfriend. That, that ultra. I won't say the word. That dude that was Banshee from the X Men movies. That's her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or are they married? I have to watch it again. That's a whole nother fever trip. That was that was season three. Oh, go on, go on. No, but she's really good in it. Um, of course, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Old man. He's the best in the world. Um, he's in it. He plays Mankiewicz. The guy that got to play uh, Orson Welles sounds exactly like Orson Welles. So look good. Um, but yeah, I think that was probably the other last one huh. that I thought was really good. I mean, they got a lot. There's a lot of honorable mentions in there. There was a documentary about the guy that was in. Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I watch a lot of documentaries. Oh, the gay, the gay documentary. Yeah, oh. where everybody like basically his life was ruined because everybody thought he was gay. Like the whole gay community, like, oh, it's so good that you I, that you're doing this for us. And he's like, that. excuse me, what? I remember watching that movie and I was like, I feel uncomfortable <laughs> with this. <laughs> and I saw it like when I was older. Like, in, I mean, I was already a teenager and I was like, uh. this this documentary. But, well, I just felt like. Actually, oh, you're talking like, about actually Nightmare Nation Part Two. Yeah, I was like, I f- like I just felt like they were, like it was trying to be suggestive about something to me, and I was. And like, that's what the whole documentary uh, part. That's what the whole documentary is like. He confronts the the screenwriter. And he's like, "How could you not have?" Because he denies it. You know, he's always denied it. That the screenwriter's like, "No, that has nothing to do with gay." And he's like, "Come dude, on, the same with his gym teacher, right?" Um, but it's kind of like a real live version of. In and out, <laughs> where everybody knows you're gay, except oh, for you. Well, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, I I remember watching that one, and I was like, I I feel like this is trying to push me in a direction, like in a certain direction. Why do I Why do I want to wear short shorts yeah. all of a sudden? Wham! Isn't that bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just watched something where somebody, like somebody, a girl was mad because he kept trying to say, "She's why is she mad?" Because keep telling her that George Michael's gay. <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, I mean, I watched the videos when we were younger. Even, even like Boy George, like my brother and cousins and I went. You know, we all grew up together, but they were older. I was the youngest one back then, the only one. Oh, like, yeah, how could you not know? No, we didn't. The only ones that didn't know were the girls. We didn't know. And then now I'll go back and watch the videos of them all. 
how the fuck did we not put this together? Like, <laughs> it was obvious. He was basically wearing like fucking mascara. Yeah, I was like, this was way obvious, and like none of it. Well, I mean, we were kidding. None of us got it back then. <laughs> oh, what a year! What a year! Where are we at? What time? We're at a minute, uh, hour, a minute, hour, 20 seconds, 20 minutes. That's good. I think that's good enough to wrap it up for this episode. Season two. This Pasqua episode. Dude, the guest stars in season two are rad. Yeah, we need to get some guest stars. Once again, we have an email address that nobody sends us emails to. I can never remember what it is. We used to be cool pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Um... Thanks to all y'all that like our posts on Instagram. Yell at us. Apparently you can like like our podcast where it goes. So like it, I guess. Yeah. Um, like it. Love it. Live it. Live it. Live, laugh, love our podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Be safe. Um, We're going to try to get some. We need to get some. Some guest stars. We were in talks with uh, Tim Duncan already. Yeah, we just got to get him back um, from the Virgin Islands. A.B. Quintanilla. So, uh, <laughs> big things are coming. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Peggy Coconut. Yeah, <laughs> lots of things are coming. Big, big things, guys. Guys, once again, this has been We Used to Be Cool. We'll be back.